One of the things that happens in life is everything's dictated by how you think. And the enemy of our souls knows that if he can capture your mind and capture your thinking, he's captured the person. And the world's thinking, the natural man, doesn't understand the things of the spirit. And the natural man thinks the world's way. And behavior comes out of the world's way of thinking. And we've got to be careful as Christians that we're never trapped to think the way the world thinks. The values of the world are not my values. The thoughts of the world are not my thoughts. I'm a Christian. I'm born again of God's Spirit. I'm a son of God. And I have a totally different viewpoint on everything. I don't believe the way the world believes. I don't want to believe the way the world believes. You can't live according to the values of this world and be the friend of God. Friendship with this world makes you the enemy of God. So if you're prepared to say, well, this is what everyone does, you immediately exclude yourself from the household of faith. If you say, well, that's the way it is, you immediately exclude yourself from God's kingdom and God's family because God's family is separate from the world. We were born again of God's spirit. We have different values. We have a different ethos. We have different thinking. And inside your mind, if you don't quit the world's way, you will never be a Christian. And it takes the power of the Holy Ghost inside a person to deal with minds. And it's the way a man thinks. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And every one of us has got to be aware that your thoughts are what the devil tries to capture. And you might say, well, I... I think it doesn't matter. You can try and put it off. You can try and hide it, but it, in the end, it's your mind. Strongholds of Satan are in the mind, in the reasoning, in the imaginations. And God wants to bring by the Holy Ghost every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's what God does. And the world's way is to put out values and ideas and concepts that are totally anti-God, anti-Christian thought. And I, I was talking with the young marrieds, and one of the questions that came up last night, how can you guarantee that um, a child will grow up and be a Christian and get born again? How can you guarantee it? just because it says train up a child in the way that they should go. Well, let me tell you something about training. The Bible says if you do train up a child in the way that they should go, when they're old, they will not depart from it. If you train up a child in the way they should go, they'll never depart from the way of God. That is the promise. The promise in the Holy Ghost you remember on the day of Pentecost is to you, to your children, and to all that are afar off. Now that promise is a promise of God. 
and if the child goes wrong it's because you didn't train them that's the reason now training is not just telling training is living and if your life doesn't conform to Christ you destroy your children day by day they listen to your conversation they see your manner of life they learn habits from you make no mistake about it kids will not do what you say if they see your life is a contradiction of what you say they'll follow your lifestyle and your lifestyle if it's one of a skeptic if it's one of ridicule you put into your children an inability to believe and follow God you do it and you say well but they go to church no if you stick on the television and watch anything you train your children in the values that you have if you go around the house and you smash all the china and you go into rages I want to tell you what your kids will learn that rage and temper and lack of control is acceptable it's not but if you don't learn to master your problems you train up your child to have your problems in later life and as sure as night follows day the fruit of it will appear in their lives you sow it in their lives and I've watched and the older a person gets the more they manifest what was sowed in their lives from their parents you can watch father's attitude comes out in sons older they get the more that attitude comes out it was sown there as a seed you'll always get a harvest training up a child means training by them watching you they learn from you now the mind says oh no 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 you can circumvent that no you can't very important in life to realize hey that's why I'm so keen on a Christian school why because I don't want my kids ever to grow up I didn't want them to grow up or my grandchildren to grow up with the world's values God's values are the only ones that count isn't that right and so we always have to be careful that we are living according to the word of God now it's not an acceptable thing you see the world likes to pretend it's all embracing all understanding greatly intellectual and by the wisdom of this world you can't know God nor can you know the ways of God that is what the Bible teaches I happen to believe the Bible a lot of people they think oh well doesn't matter matters everything matters if you live in a home where lots of things go wrong you know kids sit and listen at the, the meal table they sit and they see they see exactly the way you are that's how you're training them it's not when you talk to them it's when you don't talk that's how you train them they see your lifestyle 
they learn from you. Hey, you want to know how your kid's going to grow up? Take the worst things you do in your life, that's how they're going to develop. Not the best. And two-thirds to three-quarters of all attitudes come from the home. That's where they learn it. And so God wants us to be smart. Not just changing your words, you've got to change your lifestyle. If you're a Christian, you give up your culture. You become a child of the kingdom of God, and your mind and your thinking and your attitudes change. The world's values aren't there. You're not persuaded by politics, you're persuaded by Christ. And what has to happen is the work of the Holy Ghost inside. He is the one alone who can bring his word and his power into your life. And you need to understand that we have to live separate from the world, separate from the ways of the world. I don't want to be part of their system. I don't want to be part of it. There's nothing in it that appeals to me. It's evil. Even when it seems right, it's wrong. And God makes it plain that you can't be a friend of the world without becoming the enemy of God. Is that plain? And I want to talk about the changing of the mind. If you'll turn with me to the scriptures, into Titus, chapter And in chapter 3, verse 3 of Titus, if you've got there, it's before, before Philemon and after Timothy, if you're stuck. Um, soon know who reads their Bible and who doesn't. You just look at who's having difficulty finding it. Um, in chapter 3, and verse 3, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Now that's the definition of the world's spirit. That's how they were. And Paul makes it quite plain, hey, we all were like that. And when you get um, clear of that and realize foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving uh, different kinds of desires and pleasures, living in malice and envy. And one of the signs of um, the whole 
worldly spirit is there's always malice there and there's always envy there and it's always bound up with foolishness and people seeking self-gratification they want what they want they live for themselves it's an egocentric spirit an attitude where I want what I want me and mine and uh, totally wrong um, it's quite plain we ourselves also were it's not what we are it's what we were and hateful and hating one another but after that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us now do understand it's not what you do it's what God does it's not you won't ever change yourself God in his mercy gets inside and the transformation happens now a person is left either living the world's way or living God's way and the world's way is insidious because when you're born again you put off the old you put on the new you walk in newness of life but if you don't obey God you can easily slip back and live the way the world lives because your habits of life your attitudes of life the way you think the way you are is there unless you allow the Holy Ghost to deal with your mind and your inward being and that is why some people end up having had a real experience of God they end up living like the world because they don't understand that you've got to put off the old you put on the new your habits your attitudes have to change God really comes in he regenerates them but instead of making the decision that right that was what I was it's not what I'm going to be any longer they go back to their old lifestyle and then you couldn't tell whether they were Christians or not and Paul puts it in Galatians he says I travail in birth again till Christ be formed in you something's gone wrong how many businessmen start off they have a real experience of God but when the greed and the envy and the malice get inside them they go back to their old ways then they begin to get friendly with the world and they begin to go the world's way now it doesn't mean they didn't have a real experience of God what it does mean is they forgot what manner of men they were and they forgot what God had done and instead of living like they should live they go back and revert to type and they'll revert to the type that they learned in their families in the home children think that they're brought up normal and a child doesn't know better his home is the place he lives in and he thinks it's normal but most families have abnormal homes abnormal behavior 
and they think it's normal because that's all they know. And if they grow up with an abnormal attitude where husband and wife fight all the time, where there's viciousness, then I'll tell you what, the kid thinks that's normal. And the way that child is brought up, it's going to transfer to his children. It's not a demon, it's not a generational curse. But what they're doing is they're merely training up their child, and the poor child, their value of normality is not God's value, it's the value they learnt in the home. And God intends it to be transformed. And it goes on, in Titus you find, it goes on to say, in Titus 3, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, how? By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost which is shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Saviour, that being justified by grace, his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. There's the washing of regeneration. And the washing of regeneration happens when you're born again of the incorruptible word of God. And not only that, you're renewed by the Holy Ghost. And it's the work of the Holy Ghost to renew a person. And um, you need to understand renewing there is a work that's done by the Holy Spirit. It's not done by you. You can't renew yourself. And the Holy Spirit uses only one method of renewing, and that's we're washed by the water of the Word. And if the Word of God gets inside and the Spirit of God, then I'll tell you, you change. But without the Word of God, the Spirit of God will not change you. No amount of praying, no amount of seeking is going to help you. You need to hear the word of God and you need that word to quicken inside you by the Holy Ghost and your family changes and your life changes according to the word of God. Don't ever think that there's some formula outside of it and your mind and your attitude is governed. by yourself until the Holy Ghost comes. The pulling down of the strongholds of Satan are in the mind are by the Holy Ghost. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what he came to do. So many people think the Holy Spirit's come to give you power. Yeah, to be a witness. What of? The resurrection life of Christ. How does he do that? He does that by dealing with your life. It's your life that has to be transformed. Your home has to be transformed. Your life in every aspect needs transforming by, by that renewal in your mind. And if you don't have that renewal in your mind, you go back to living the wrong way. As a man thinketh, so is he. And 
You have to have a realization that as a Christian, the battleground is your mind. And not only is it your mind, but the Holy Ghost alone can transform that mind. It's a renewal by the Holy Ghost. And the means he uses is the Word of God. Your values come from the book. And if you don't read the book, you never get the values. You'll never change. And if you're a skeptic who laughs, you're a fool. There are principles in God, and those principles are written in his word, and the only way you're ever going to change your lifestyle is when the Holy Ghost convinces you and the Word of God gets inside you and your mind and attitude changes. There are things in your life that are unacceptable to God. You'll know it by His Word, quickened by the Holy Ghost, and you must change. Repentance is a gift of God but it's the Holy Spirit that does the renewal. That's how you become a witness. You become a witness to Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. When you're baptized in the Holy Ghost or born again, you become a witness to that life because you live it. Therefore, when you train your children up, what they're seeing is the life of God in you. And if you're living your old life, they don't see the life of God. They learn the life of sin and death. Is that plain? Plain. See, a Christian is not someone who just comes to church on Sunday, can speak in tongues get a bit excited when he sings a few hymns and then walks out and lives like a devil. No, his life is living like a devil. If you see a mother who shouts like a washerwoman and bellows at her kids all the time and goes into tantrums, I want to tell you the kids will grow up thinking a washerwoman is what a mother should be. She's throwing furniture around the house, enrages. I'll tell you what the kids will learn. If it's being sick all the time and making a big deal of sickness, I'll tell you what the kids will learn. How to swing the lead. Children are very perceptive. They're arch manipulators. And they learn their skills at your door. That's the way they are. And that's why our society's crumbling. Everyone's saying, oh, the kids, the kids. No, the problem's the parents. And where did the parents learn it? It was in the 60s and the 70s, free love, no values, flower power, let's, you know, smoke a joint, let's get high, let's do this, let's do that. Uh, and I'll tell you what, now we're getting the generation of kids coming up in society with no values. But the ones who dumped the values were the parents. 
And the only way to change society is get hold of the parents. Don't try and get hold of the kids. The root of it, let's deal with that. Kids need a chance, and the kids need a chance if the parents begin to straighten up their lives. I'm telling you, the problem's the parents. Parents don't like to admit that. That's why they defend their kids. Oh, well, that's normal. Everyone does that. No, it's normal in your house because you don't live the way Christ lives. Get it out of your house. Change your lifestyle. You need the Holy Ghost to do that. Hey, we need a real revival of the life of God in the home. Is that plain? Hello? You know, you can't put it off. And it's no good thing, well, I'll change one day and then my kids will be all right. I tell you, if your kids grew up with devils, that's how they're going to turn out. Don't think when they're 12, 13, and 14, if you get converted, it's going to be okay. No, they've already had their good training. You lost them already. A thief's a thief. Whatever way you slice the pie. Don't think praying for them's going to do anything. Praying for them won't do anything. Living decent would have done a lot. Train up a child in the way that he should go. When he's old, he's not going to depart. That's what I'm explaining. Is that plain? The word renewing, um, which we have in Scripture here, is the same as metamorphosis. It's, it's a change. Um, and... and You've got to understand that to get, to get the whole thing, let's go to um, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. God puts it in a, a, a different way here. Paul writes, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, the transformation is the word where we get the English metamorphosis. Um, it's, it's a total transformation. Uh, and what you do is you get transformed. But it's a passive word. You're transformed not by what you do, but by what the Holy Ghost does in you. And one of the wonderful things is when you're born again and you begin to read the Word of God, the Word of God has power to change your thinking. And that power that can change your thinking comes through the Word. But if you never avail yourself of the Word of God, one thing that happens is you don't change. I've seen moves of God happen in the church and I'll tell you where I see transformations happen when people get serious about the Bible and the Word of God and begin to study it all their 
so-called praying and all their spiritual exercises don't matter one whit. What matters is obedience to the word. They're just a, a way you have to obey. It's, it's a strange thing. It's called discipline. Now, it doesn't mean you become righteous by discipline. No. It's not by works of righteousness that you're renewed. I'll tell you how you're renewed. You're renewed by the Holy Ghost. But he's given you a means of being renewed. If you go to a doctor, and the doctor gives you advice, and the doctor says you need a certain type of medication, and you go to the chemist, and you buy the medication, and you go and you stick it in your bathroom cabinet, and the doctor says to you, well, did you get the medication? And you said, I did. But I'm no better. And a doctor begins to scratch his head and wonder why if you took the right medication you know you got the right medication you know better. The trouble is if you put it in your bathroom cupboard and you never take it, it's not going to do you any good, is it? And if you buy a Bible and you never read it, and you rely on coming to church, and you never study, and you never allow the Holy Ghost to have the very means that will transform you by the washing of regeneration, because you're sanctified by the Word of God, it says in John. If you don't use that Word, I want to tell you what will happen. You never grow, you never develop, and you remain totally deformed in your lifestyle, your thinking. Everything about you is wrong. You might come to church and you might claim to be a Christian, but you'll only be a babe, you'll be unskillful in the Word of God, you'll never grow. And when, 20 years later, people say, what are you say, Oh yeah, I'm saved, I'm baptized in the Spirit. But your life's the life of a devil and your kids are messed up because you never lived right because you never took the medication and what is the medication? the word of God oh you say I've got it in my cupboard it won't do any good in your cupboard got to take it and when you take it it becomes part of you and the Holy Ghost then can transform your mind it's that plain a lot of you say, well, I, I go to Sunday meeting. That won't do you any good. You go there, but your skepticism still... Some people sit here and they're just as skeptical every time they come on Sunday. There comes a point where either people are going to live right and go right, or they meet the end of the road. And that's it. Because the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. And in the end, lifestyle is everything. Paul wrote to the church and he said, well, if people don't want to live this way, kick them out. Tell them they don't belong. Don't have fellowship with them. 
don't walk with them, don't talk with them, they don't want to go the right way, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. That's it. You say, well, that's hard, that's exclusive. No, it's safe. Because he said it'll cause others to fear and get their lives right. And that's really the way it's got to be. And he says if someone's going to do it wrong, in the end, tell them publicly. So everyone else knows. Make it public. How about that? In the church today, people are afraid to do that type of thing. They say, oh, well, you know. But that's the way Paul said do it. Said Timothy, you know, tell them once or twice. If they're not going to amend, then tell them publicly before all. I mean, we're Christians. I believe the word of God. That's it. Be not conformed to this world, verse 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, the object that's got to be renewed is your soul, uh, which includes your mind, your imagination, and your feelings. And you've got to grow up afresh. Being renewed, it means you've got to grow up afresh. You, there's, you've just got to take on newness of life. You've got to live different. The ways of the world I'm not interested in. I, I, I'm just not interested in what the world's got to offer. I, I'm a Christian. Uh, you know, if I see someone walking around with spiked hair looking like a freak, what do I think he is? He's a freak. Now that shows that he doesn't believe in Christ because if he believed in Christ he'd change his outward lifestyle. And I want to tell you, what's outward is what's inward. Make no mistake about it, the fruit of the outward life is the inward heart. And if you're not conformed to this world, you don't go after its filthy fashions, you don't go after its play, you don't go after anything, you don't want any part of it. And if you want part of it, you haven't got the Holy Ghost inside transforming you. Simple as that. It's not clever to look like the world. It shows where your spirit really is. There's nothing in the world that's pleasant. Nothing. It doesn't mean women dress like old frumps. No, they should dress modestly. They should dress nicely. Doesn't mean they shouldn't wear makeup. God deliver us. In the end, you've got to make up your mind who you belong to. Can't have a foot in both camps. Is that plain? Is that plain? You know, if you go the way of the world, don't say you're going the way of God. You'll never be a witness. I, I've come to the conclusion that um, what parents sow in the first 12 years of a child's life remains forever. I have never seen someone 
who has had things sown wrong in their lives and habits sown wrong, who have mastered them in later life without a real encounter of the Holy Ghost that so transforms them. And if that doesn't happen, I tell you, they'll revert to kind. As night follows day, they'll go back. And it's a mystery. I've wondered. I've seen God touch people, but I've never seen them transform. They'll go back like a pig to its filth and a dog to its vomit. They always go back. And I've wondered why and then I suddenly realized it's because how they were trained they just can't help themselves that training becomes a habit of life whether it's lying whether it's laziness whether it's violence whether it's hatred whether it's envy it's inside of them and they'll revert to kind Without the transforming work of the Holy Spirit working inside, without the Word of God getting hold of them, without a real renunciation of that old life and a hatred for it, they'll never come out of it. They'll go back and they were trained at their parents' knees. tremendous responsibility a parent has tremendous responsibility and there's no excuse God has made a way where there seems no way that's why the church is so important you need to be in a living church where the Holy Ghost can get hold of you, where the Word of God can get hold of you, and where the Word of God is preached and taught, so that inside of you all the time there's a washing of regeneration, so that all the time God is working. You need to be one who studies the Word, takes it seriously, and does everything to live a Christian way. And the moment you start to taste the pleasures of sin, It'll get hold of you and it'll kill you as sure as night follows day because the way you were trained will begin to rise up and instead of putting off the old and putting on the new, you'll begin to put on the old and you'll go back. You were trained to it. That's the way you grew up. It's in you. It's in the depths of your nature. You'll go that way. habit and you say well it's just normal when I hear a parent say well everyone does it they have a parent with no love God has got values and standards that's it You know, man's spirit's really recreated new when you're born again. But the rest of your life needs transforming. Holy Ghost has taken on the job of doing that. 
And he wants to lay hold of you and he wants you to lay hold of yourself. I don't want to live like the world, do you? When you made a decision for Christ, what you really said is, hey, his life is the only life worth living. But now, it's not a matter of making a decision, it's a matter of a lifestyle. I've got to choose what I'm going to do, how I'm going to live, the way I'm going to walk. I've got to I put off the old, I put on the new, I say, this is it. And if I don't do that, I revert to type. And I'll tell you, as sure as night follows day, you're training your children. They're going to follow you on the pathway of hell. Don't any parent think you can dodge it. It's real. Two Corinthians four. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse um, 12, So then, death worketh in us, but life in you. We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. For though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed. How often? Day by day. There's a renewing of your inward man day by day. There's a realization day by day that the Holy Ghost renews your inward being. That every day you need the Holy Ghost. It's not be being filled with the Spirit. What I'm talking about is living in the Spirit and being renewed day by day. Your whole life needs a continual transformation. Every day you need to grow and develop in God. Every day you need to realize a renewing of your life. You make decisions, you adopt attitudes, you take on things day by day. And day by day you become more like Christ. You're changed from glory to glory as in the face of Jesus Christ. Every day you're making more determination to live the way God intends you to live. You're putting aside the old, you're putting on the new, you're making choices, you are living right. And every day you're becoming a truer and more faithful witness of the life of Christ. Renewed day by day. It's not something that's a once and for all.
Now that's in your behavior, lifestyle. Don't think there's just a sudden experience and then you can be careless. You have responsibilities. Your responsibility is to be obedient. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to do. You obey. You've got to do the will of God. You've got to realize it's a matter of obedience. It's a matter of determination. And if you don't live that way, you'll go the wrong way. And your old habits, the way you were trained, will become part of your life. And you'll perpetuate not a new generation, but the old things you learned from your parents. And how did you learn them? By the example. You were trained. It's not normal to be moody. It's not normal to be misery. It's not normal to go into rages. It's not normal to be out of control. Jesus Christ came to set us free. It's not normal to live with malice and envy. It's not normal. It's not normal to love money. And you're training. You're a witness to it. You see, you're either witnessing to Christ or you're witnessing to the devil. You're doing one thing or the other, and in doing it, you're training. Everyone says, that's all right. So-and-so does it. That's all right. But it's all learnt in the home. What's normal in a marriage? The only thing kids really see is what's in the home. I think it's normal. Until they read the Word of God and they begin to say, hey, there's things that just don't add up. But unfortunately, they're trained. People's insecurities trained from birth. Colossians. Colossians if you then verse 1 be risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God and set your affections on things above not on things of the earth why for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God is that true where are you to set your affections? On things above and not on things of the earth. What counts is eternity. What doesn't matter is down here. In other words, you're living a life, you presented your body, we saw in uh, 
2 Corinthians 12, you presented your body as a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. You're not setting your affections on things of the earth. The pride of life, what people think about you, what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear, what kind of house you live in, what kind of things you do, what kind of holidays you go on, those aren't the things that matter in your life. What matters in your life is you've set your affections in the right place, above. Now if your affections are on things of the earth, it's sensual, devilish wisdom. Doesn't come from above, and it's wrong. When Christ, verse 4, who is our life shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Mortified, that's put to death, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Let's go on. Verse 9, lie not one to another, seeing that you have, what? Put off the old man with his deeds. It's not just putting off the old man, it's putting off the manner of life. You put it all off. It's so important to understand that you can't live the wrong way without being an example that's destructive because you're witnessing to the wrong things. You're not witnessing Christ, you're witnessing hell. Your old man is gone. You've set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Your values are of eternity, not of this life. You value the word of God more than you value this world's things. You value God's opinion more than man's. You value everything. You're a Christian. You're separate. You're sanctified. You've made a choice. And if you haven't, you're destroying your kids day by day. Because you're training them for hell. And you're giving them a fight in a life that they never need have. But you did it. You destroyed them. And that's a terrible thing. And parents aren't prepared any longer to take responsibility. It's the school, it's this, it's that. No, it's you. You want to know why they end up in prison? You. You want to know why they end up in trouble? You. You want to know why they rebel? You. You want to know why they go to the bottle? You. It's you. Train up. They won't depart from it. But you live as a witness of hell, and I'll tell you, you'll train them. No matter how you try and discipline it out of them, they see it. Now, is that plain? Hello? I'm trying to make it as plain so no one will go away from here 
and say, well, you know, I didn't understand. I, I want you to know it. What a heritage to give your children. And you can come to church every week and still prepare them for hell. Because <laughs> when you walk out the door, the way you live, the way you are, the values you have in your home, the things you say, the things you do, well, you see, you're preparing them. That's your witness. It, it, it witnesses your lifestyle. Now, you should have put off the old, put on the new. You're not seeking the things of this earth, you're seeking the things above. Your values are the values of eternity. The Word of God is your touchstone. Get yourself fixed up. Better still get born again. If you've got problems, get them sorted. Because your children deserve better. That's the truth. Doesn't mean God can't intervene. Yes, he can. God in his infinite mercy and grace can intervene. But I'll tell you what, that person will have a struggle for the rest of their days till they give up breath. They will find that the moment they don't keep themselves close to God and the Holy Ghost isn't working in them, they'll revert. The moment they get careless, they'll revert. Because the training got embedded in them. That's why I tell parents, hey, you know, from the day of their birth, you've got to realize you're training. They're, they're learning. They watch you. Their habits of life, they pick up from you. It's amazing you can talk to parents. Uh, and the reactions you get, you know, from the parents, always defensive, yep, yep, and jump. Really shows they're not really caring about their kids at all. Something to do with the pride of life. They never got it dealt with. Let's look on. Uh, verse 6, I want to go back to, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which you also walked sometime when you lived in them. Huh. You know, there was a time when you lived in those things, but you don't live in them. But now, put off also these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, lie not one to another, seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Who's that? Jesus. We're renewed in knowledge after the image of him. There's something about walking right that causes you to understand what Christ is like. And you're renewed in the knowledge and it's knowing. And the way you know is by the word of God. Quickened by the Holy Ghost. That's how you learn. And if you don't take the means of grace, you're like the fool that goes to the doctor 
buys the medication but never bothers to take it. That's the way it is. Is that plain? Is that really plain? Who's responsible? Who's responsible? Put your hand on your chest, say, I am. The way I live is how I train my children. They watch me, they hear me, they see me, that's how I'm training them. That's terrible responsibility, isn't it? Awesome thing. Grow up thinking, well, that's normal. Everyone's like that. Why do they think everyone's like that? That's the way it was in their home. But we're Christians. We're not like everyone. We're a peculiar people, called out, sanctified by the Holy Ghost. We're set apart for God. We've set our affections on things above. We don't value the things of this earth. We're not of this world. We're pilgrims and strangers. We don't want to be part of their lifestyle. We don't want to win people by making the church like their lifestyle. We want to declare Jesus Christ and him crucified and tell people there's a way of living where you can be saved out of the world and the world system and into the kingdom of God. We preach the kingdom of God is at hand. We preach that there's a God who's able to save to the uttermost. We preach total deliverance. We don't fashion ourselves like the world. We're not conformed to the world. We have no desire to be like the world. We're different. And our living example will train our children. Renewed day by day in the image of him. What a wonderful thing, isn't it? Huh? You know, you can't, it's no good saying to your kid, well, you shouldn't do this. And don't say, well, the pastor does it. That won't excuse you. Because they don't learn from the pastor, they learn from you. I tell you, you learn very little from this pastor. The truth is, I'll preach the word of God. But in the end, the rest of the week, where are they learning? Sunday won't help you if you don't read your Bible on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. If you don't live and obey the Holy Ghost, Sunday is not going to get you to heaven. It might make you religious. Got to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. How was he? 
Or he would do it, he just wasn't of this world. They got real real upset with him, you know, they, well, who should we pay uh, taxes to? And he took a coin, rendered to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, but unto God the things that are God. You've been bought with a price, you're not your own. You've no right to live anyway. You've been called of God to be a different generation. The generation of Jesus Christ. And you've got to train up your children as such. The way you walk, the way you live, everything for him. Hmm? Take a big transformation. And don't say, well, when I was young, I did this, I did that. I did a lot of things that I did, did when I was young. And thank God my kids never did those things. I'll tell you why I got born again of the Holy Ghost. God met me. God transformed me. I learned to read my Bible and adopt God's principles, God's way. I learned to abandon the world's way. I'd never been interested in fashion. Never been interested in the things that people want to get interested in, the fads. As far as I'm concerned, the fads of this world are awful. The ways of the world, not our ways. Why we're different. Let's live like Christians. Let us be witnesses. Let us set our affection on things above, not on things of the earth. Let us be what Christ intends us to be. Let us train up our children. And if you're a, a grandparent, train up your children's children. Because you're still a witness. And the Holy Ghost came to make you a witness of the life of Christ. To be like Jesus. Your children need you to live right. If you won't do it for the love of Christ, do it for the love of your children. If you won't do it for any other reason, to be like him. You know, Everyone has choice. Lifestyle is something you just do. But the Holy Ghost is here. And you can let him transform you till you become that living witness. You put off the old, you put on the new, you change your lifestyle. You give up the values your parents held. You give up the values your grandparents held, you become a Christian and you take the values of God. Now unto him who's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless. I believe in that. I believe in God. He's a good God. He loves us. Came to do us good. 
Sometimes we need to face up to our responsibilities. Sometimes you can take free grace and uh, all the blessings of God and you can think it doesn't matter how you live. Well, I want to tell you that's not true. It matters. Is that plain? matters you know God's always faithful always so who's the problem who's the problem if it's not God 